0: The to Soul Stories Deep, Open, and True, a production of the 224 Ecospace where changemakers work, create, and lead. I'm Shelly Best and I'll be your guide. We were in the midst of recruiting young professionals to work in our organization and so our staff were a part of the process. We were looking for someone that would be able to work with young people who are going to become entrepreneurs and so my staff always were a part of the final interview. At this time I had an older well-established preacher woman on my staff and she could be a little judgy. So she was a part of the interview and at the end when the candidate walked out she said, You know what? She's pregnant and something's wrong. It's like, whoa, whoa. She's like, no, she is pregnant and there is something wrong. And so I said to her, you know, you're kind of crossing a line. She is the best candidate. Doesn't matter to me that she's pregnant. I want her to be a part of the team. I think it's best that we don't judge. Well, we hired a young woman and over time she was like a little sister daughter to me where I would spend time talking to her and mentoring her and encouraging her to grow as a professional. She was a bright eyed woman, passionate. She was one that was committed to other young women. And then I found out over time that she actually was already a single mother. And she had gotten pregnant during college and she really had upset her family because they were a very churchy family. Well, she was fortunate that she was able to overcome that pregnancy and raise her child to a place of peace. And somehow she found her way back home to Connecticut. She was a young woman with lots of potential and she was on fire, but I could tell that underneath it all, she had a lot of pain. She was growing in this role as a social worker to young people and I was seeing her impact on those that came in. And over time, the truth did indeed come out. She was pregnant. She was hiding her pregnancy, and she was getting ready to have her second child. She had a past that she just didn't want to discuss. She had a way of talking about it, but not talking about it. And so I can remember having a conversation with her where she finally admitted that she got away from the father of her first child, and it was not a good breakup. He had an undercurrent of cruelty and she just didn't want to go into it. Well, I don't know about your thoughts of working with ministers, but when you work with a group of ministers, we are known for being meddlers. So everyone started to meddle this young woman. We had things that we wanted to say, we were encouraging her and helping her, we thought, and she had a locked wall where she just didn't want to let us in. Over time, as we journeyed with her and she came closer to the time of giving birth, it became clear in her conversation that she had made a decision. She didn't want to keep this baby. I said to her, you had your first child and now you have a job, you've got benefits. What can we do to support you so you can have this baby? It seemed like a daily basis we would talk and I'd pray for her and encourage her and try to get her to keep the baby but she did not want to have this baby. She said, I've made a decision, I'm not keeping this baby. Baby, I've already gone to an adoption agency and they're working with us now and they're working with me and giving this child away. And we pushed and we prodded and we prayed and the wise woman minister on staff, she pushed and she prodded and she prayed and we pushed and we prodded and we prayed for her but finally the day came and we got the call that it was the time she was having the baby. Well, of course, we prayed that she'd have a good delivery. And she said that she didn't want me to come, but I knew I had to be there with her. I was praying that she would somehow decide to keep the baby. And even though I called the other minister, judgy, there was something in me where I wanted her to keep this baby. You can do this. You can keep this baby. Well, when I got to the ward where she was to give birth, somehow with my holy boldness, I was able to get in, even though it was supposedly a private ward. And when I got to her room, there was a social worker standing there with her who looked at me with suspicion for the social worker was there and a family had already been selected and they were expecting this baby and they didn't want me in the room and they didn't want me to have this conversation and i sat at her bedside i was with her and the social worker and i saw the baby a beautiful beautiful baby and i said can't you keep this baby you'll be all right you can do this she said no i don't want to keep this baby Well, she spent some time away from the job and after her maternity leave, she came back to work. I have to admit, I was disappointed. I did not understand how she could bring this baby to term and give the baby away. It wasn't really about me but it became about me. Finally, we went out to lunch and sat down and looked each other in the eye. And at that lunch, she told me the whole story. For you see, when she was getting ready to end her last semester, she had the experience of date rape. And she became pregnant. And she knew that she wanted the baby to have life, but she couldn't give the baby a fresh start in her arms. So she loved the baby enough to give the baby away. So she loved the baby enough to give the baby away. She wanted the baby to have a fresh start in arms of love, for she truly had a mother's love. You have been listening to Soul Stories Deep, Open, and True, a production of the 224 Ecospace, where changemakers work, create, and lead. Our co-producer and sound designer is Dan Warren of Shattered Icons. Tell us what you think. Find Soul Stories on Facebook and soulstories.global. And look for me, Reverend Dr. Shelley Best, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like, share, and follow.